ஹம்துல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாத்துலாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹிஃபாஹ
So therefore, inshallah, with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we'll repeat those advices today. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for myself first and foremost, for all of us. The purpose is that we must take it deep down in our hearts, make it part of our life. Our lives must get molded in this mold. So it's not just merely a matter of saying something, a matter of listening to it, but the niyat must be to bring this into our lives. So Luqman some scholars of the view that he was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, most of the view he was a very pious personality. Allah had blessed him with hikmat. So he was a person of great amount of wisdom and he had given his son numerous advices over time. And some advices that he gave, Allah Ta'ala has preserved this in the Quran Sharif. But in any case, on one occasion, he said to his son, that over time I have given you 4,000 advice. 4,000 advices over time. Now this is also a lesson in itself, that the advice is nourishment for the soul. We need the advice. The whole day, then the whole week goes past and we haven't heard any nasihat. Then the heart starts drying up. The heart starts drying up. When the land dries up, then the vegetation stops growing. First, the tree starts drying up. The fruit stops coming. First, it's very poor quality fruit. Then the fruit also stops coming. And then the tree withers away. And then eventually, in place of that tree, will be some thorny shrub or something which is of no benefit really it'll just hurt somebody going past why all this happened there was a wonderful fruit bearing tree people were benefiting from its shade people were enjoying its fruit what happened what happened is that the land dried up there was no water nobody was watering it no rain so the land dried up the land dried up so the whole benefit of the tree went away the fruit went away, then the leaves fell off, no more shade and then the very tree dried up completely and one gust of wind it was gone and in place of it only some thorny shrubs. So likewise when the land of the heart dries up because no nasihat, once a week maybe on the day of Jumu'ah the two person might come late, if he came earlier too, that's an ideal time for 40 wings, what the Imam Sahib said, what the Khatib Allah knows best, he said something, alhamdulillah, whatever he said, but we took nothing from it. So as a result now, that land of the heart is drying up, then together with that, there's no ma'amulat, there's no zikr, there's no tilawat, there's no tasbihat, everything is getting neglected, some routine carrying on in terms of just maybe salah, that's done too in a haphazard manner. So gradually the heart starts drying up, the land of the heart starts drying up, so the fruit of the heart all stops. The fruit of the heart in terms of righteous amal, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, dua. And now there's no inclination left for it also. And then gradually that whole tree withers away. Then only thorny things come around. All kinds of evil, vices, sins, hurtful things to others. That shade of that good akhlaq, that good ma'asharat that fruit of that good akhlaq, all that is lost and gone, all that is history, now the person is too consumed with his own things, and everybody around is just only bearing the brunt of all the tawny shrubs. 
So this heart needs this nourishment. The daily talim that takes place in our masjid, that's nourishment for the heart. To participate in this. Likewise, all the various programs that take place, some weekly programs that we should be joining, for the sake of our Islam, for the sake of nourishing this heart, making some daily zikr, tasbihat, daily time for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, all this is nourishment for the heart. So this nourishment for the heart is extremely necessary. Otherwise, this heart starts drying up and then the end result, Allah forbid, is just the evils and vices. Let's just make a little bit place inside so that those who come, inshallah, they don't have a problem and uh, can continue, inshallah, we don't get disturbed in the middle of the night. So in any case, Luqman he said to his son that over the time I've given you 4,000 advices and today I'm summarizing, I'm selecting four advices out of the 4,000. In other words, this is now a summary of the most important things. Selecting what is of most importance and relevance to you. So this 4,000 advice is now being brought down to four. So can we imagine a person of that hikmat, that wisdom, whose wisdom the Qur'an Sharif testifies to. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةِ In his wisdom he is making a selection. person who may not have any deep wisdom, he might select anything. But a person of this caliber, his selection, subhanallah, what can we say about it? So this will be the real, the essence of everything. So he said, these four advices I'm giving to you, you hold on fast to this four. That's the lesson for us. To hold on fast to this. To take it to heart, to make it part of our lives. Not just some routine of saying it, listening to it. That niyad should refresh that niyad in our hearts now. This is the purpose of our discussion, of our speaking, our listening. That it should become part of our lives. This should become infused within us. So in any case, he gave him four advices first. The first advice he gave him, that إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ النَّاسِ When you are with people, then guard your tongue. When you are with people, guard your tongue. Now, in the line of Islam and Tazkiyah and Tasawwuf, there are four mujahadas that the mashayikh emphasize on. Now previously there were two things also which were very much emphasized on qillat taam and qillat manam They used to very greatly moderate their eating and bring it to a minimum and their sleeping also to a minimum as a training and to bring the nafs under control. So this was two, two of the four mujahadas qillat kalam qillat manam and qillat taam the latter day mashayikh said look this is not something that we got to manage so we don't try to cut it down keep it to the need so the manam how much a person somebody needs six hours so he must minimum generally six hours somebody needs seven hours the maximum should be eight hours so that amount of sleep that a person requires in this range he should Take that full sleep. Don't try to decrease it beneath that. Lesser than that. One day, two days, five days will manage. And then will fall flat completely. Then what we try to do, everything is lost. So that, the Mashaya said, look, that don't try to do 
bring, uh, follow that in the way it used to be done, that keep it to the extent of need. Somebody's need is seven hours, sleep the seven hours. Somebody's need is to eat a certain amount till he's satiated, eat that amount. Don't try to make it lesser than what the need is. But then there were two other mujahadas. Qillate kalam and qillate ikhtilat ma'al anam. Say control the speech, lessen the speech and lessen association and mixing with people all the time. And all the time we need to have some involvement with somebody or the other. That was the two mujahadas which was a great amount of emphasis upon it. Because this is what becomes the barrier in a person's progress in the line of Islam and Tazkiyah. More often than not, is these two issues. And therefore this used to be curbed. And curbed very greatly. And people used to be restricted. You don't speak anything now for this duration of time, under this training. You don't meet anybody, you just keep to yourself. Now in that time when the person is there for his Islam, he used to be put through this kind of training. Now this was because our deen, many many good things that are done are often lost with the tongue. Many good things that a person earns in terms of rewards gets lost with his tongue. Many disasters start off with the tongue. Many major tragedies was a slip of somebody's tongue that was a starting point. And so many times there's so much of havoc and chaos because somebody didn't reign in his tongue. So that became the starting point, that ignited it. And then one thing led to another, and then sometimes relationships are broken for years. Sometimes what not happens, all starts off with the tongue. And all this comes back to the nuqsan and the loss in our deen. It's not that that was just something that was related to a family matter, or related to a business issue, or related to something else, the impact of that is on our deen. And when the person misused his tongue, he's going to account for that on the day of Qiyamah. He lost his rewards as a result of it. Then he got involved now because of one thing led to another. He started making ghibat. <coughs> that ghibat is such a major sin, such a severe sin. The example that is given in the Quran Sharif for ghibat is meant to create such abhorrence for this. Does anybody ever like and can ever imagine, can ever he think of something like this, that he'll want to eat the flesh of his dead brother. When a person has passed away, after a while the body is going to start decomposing. It's going to start smelling. There's going to be an odor and a stench. There's going to be maggots coming out of that. And now that kind of decaying body Anybody can imagine wanting to eat out of that? Let alone the decaying body, any body, but this kind of body, Maitan, Allah says that this ghibat is worse than that. Now a person destroys his deen with ghibat, with lying, with backbiting, with swearing and vulgar languages, obscene talk. All these things are the afat and the tragedy, all the calamities of the tongue. These things destroy a person's deen. So as a result, now all the good that he's doing and earning, all lost with his tongue. So now, mashallah, the month of Ramadan comes, especially those of us who have been blessed with the ni'mat of etikaf. The question is that 
how much have we now brought our tongue under control and anybody for that matter this is something for one and all that bringing the tongue under control and nowadays it's not just the tongue bringing the fingers under control also because a person is sitting alone too but he's still talking, he's chatting here, there and everywhere so this has now no more been restricted to fi majalis in nas in the presence of people because all the time he's in some forum of some sort and he's in some gathering of some sort though it is not people around him but somebody is in one corner of the world and somebody in another and they are in some, locked in some conversation and Allah knows best what what gets spoken so the first thing was إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ النَّاسِ فَحْفَظْ لِسَانَكَ The Sahabah Kiram, despite being who they were, we discussed about Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala personality of that caliber, the greatest person after the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, but they did not feel that they didn't need to uh, rein their tongue in, they, despite their tongues being very clean and very much in order and control, might have been some slight thing that was probably not the best thing to have said. But on occasion, Abu Bakr suddenly somebody sees him, he's tugging on his tongue, and he is reprimanding himself, and he's saying, "Haza qad awradani al This is what put me into problems. Now, how many times we took stock of what we said? How many times we made muhasaba, took an account today, what I spoke? How many things were good? How many things were not good? That muhasaba should be a part of a daily tartib. Surround, think, take an account. What I spoke? Because it's not gone in, just in the air. مَا يَلْفِذُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ Whatever a person utters, an angel is there ready to write it down. He is recording it. On the day of Qiyamah, all this will come. All this will be presented and all this will be now. The person will have to take, he'll be taken to task for it and account, he'll have to account for it. So the first lesson that he gave, that learn to control the tongue. Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, on one occasion, now this was a learning process, but they made a mistake once and they learned the lesson forever. And Allah ta'ala made it such that they went through these things so that we could take the lesson. So she once made one negative comment about somebody, about somebody's height. She just made one negative comment. So now it was like we do this all the time, we don't think anything about it. We comment on somebody's maybe weight, somebody's height, somebody's complexion, somebody's something or the other, some physical matter, somebody's manner of speaking, for example, make some negative comment and think nothing about it. Just dismiss it, like nothing happened. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu reprimanded her immediately. She was the most beloved of all the wives of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khadija had already passed on. And thereafter it was Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, who was the closest. But when she made this comment, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu immediately reprimanded her. And he said to her that you have said such a thing, تَكَلَّمْتِ بِكَلِمَةٍ لَوْ مُزِجَتْ بِهَا الْبَحْرِ لَمَزَجَتْهُ if this is put into the ocean, it will contaminate the water of the entire ocean. It will make the water of the seven oceans, it will make it poison. Now, this was something that was said by mistake, and this was a learning process, and they learnt it once and that was 
a lesson they learn for life. But how often we carry on making these statements, make these comments and think nothing about it. How we will mock somebody, humiliate someone and say hurtful things and think nothing about it. Now this is what Islam is all about. Islam is not confining oneself only to a lot of tilawat and zikr and dua. That is a part of a mu'min's life. Mu'min and his life without these things, how, what kind of life that would be? But Islam comes to this, that a person correcting himself, correcting his character, correcting his speech, bringing himself in control, bringing his nafs under control. So in any case, this was the first lesson, first message and advice that controls the tongue. This is a topic on its own, there's so much of detail in it, but nevertheless, time is limited. The second message and lesson he gave him, that وَإِذَا كُنْتَ فِي بُيُوتِ النَّاسِ فَحْفَظْ بَصَرَكَ The simple message that guard your gaze. The first was, guard your tongue. And the second, guard your gaze. Now this is where more often than not we lose everything. Especially in this zamana and this time, or Shaykh Hazrat Mawashaki Mawadakhtasab Rahmatullah used to say that this is the shortcut to vilayat in this zamana and age and era, the shortcut to vilayat, that all the major mujahadas and very strenuous exercises and things people used to do previously, in this time and age, person brings his gaze under control, he'll get to vilayat. There's a shortcut to vilayat. He'll become the wali of Allah Ta'ala. And this is the test of the time. This is the mujahada of the time. The test of the time. Allah Ta'ala's command. Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. And now this has become fitna compounded with the phone and what not goes on. This discussion was in detail this morning. But this is the need that we have to keep repeating this for ourselves. That this fitna has become a fitna multiplied a thousand times and these things carry on now in privacy a person is sitting and doing what not but there's a very very important point that the Hadithin have mentioned that Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah has written this and a very very deep point and what he stated is now these things that carry on in secrecy, a person is hiding and doing something and thinking, well I got my tax covered, passwords are all in place and double password and whatever, uh, finger word and fingerprint, whatever, all the things to block and close and lock everything up, so everything is secure. And now mashallah, everything is looking so fine and so nice and our external piety is all in place. And everybody is still respecting us as we are outwardly appearing to be. And behind the scenes what's carrying on is another story. So now this sometimes sounds like everything is so well secured, I got nothing to worry about. But when we persist in this, Qayyim Rahimahullah has written that Aslul Intikasat, Zunubul Khalawat, that the thing that capsizes the person more than anything else 
are the sins that are done in secrecy. Where a person persists in it. And he's persisting and he's feeling very comfortable about it. He's feeling very comfortable and safe and sound that I got my tracks covered. I got everything locked behind all these passwords. I got everything secured. I got nothing to bother about. He says, time Allah forbid. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. My banda will come to his realization. He'll make toba. He'll return. But the person persists. He carries on. He feels now so long and nothing happened. So I am really all safe. Allah forbid. What happens as a result? What happens as a result? When that respite runs out, either that respite runs out, something or the other will go wrong somewhere. In a way that the person could never imagine. Something or the other will go wrong, which will cause everything to explode. Something beyond his thinking how it will happen. But now he persists in it, it will explode somewhere. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. Now that sounds bad enough. That sounds frightening enough. But it's worse than that. What's worse than that? Ibn Rajab Hanbali Rahimahullah He says that these secret sins when a person persists in it sometimes the effect of that is that it locks his tongue at the time of moth. Allah Ta'ala save us. That it locks his tongue at the time of moth. And that shahadat never comes. Now those things which a person sometimes feels I got nothing to worry about, everything is so secure but can we hide from Allah Ta'ala? Can we, can we hide anything from Alimun Khabir, Allah Ta'ala who is all knowing, knows everything knows the depths of our hearts, what's going on can we hide anything from Allah Ta'ala? So this is a very very dangerous matter we must make real effort to get rid of all these sins and guard the gaze besides the innumerable worldly problems that come as a result of this the biggest problem is that the akhirat gets destroyed a person's deen gets completely destroyed that nur of the heart is completely destroyed the whole month of fasting and whatever nur it created in one hour, half an hour, ten minutes of that haram and it will be all gone and drained out person, one khatam of the Quran Sharif he made and then 10 minutes on that filth and everything is drained out the example that our husband gave about while they were travelling in Hijaz and it was very hot and the car wasn't cooling down the air conditioner was on so Hazrat Ali was in that vehicle as well so he asked that what happened, what's going on now why is the car not cooling down it's so hot inside is not the air conditioner not working he said no it's working the driver is saying it's fine so what's the problem then? Said, Maybe what window is open. So when they checked now, right at the back, there was one window open. So they closed the window. So when they closed the window, in a short while, the car cooled down. So Hazrat immediately, he said, look, take a lesson from this. And this is the Ahlullah's entire heart and mind taking a lesson from everything to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. We look at everything of how to increase dunya. Something will strike an idea this is the thing to get into. No harm in it, to, as long as something within the limits, that if some idea came to mind now, must ignore it, not necessary to ignore it. If there's something worthwhile for somebody, Allah Ta'ala opened the door for someone in something, but not compromising deen. And not that that becomes the whole purpose of life, 
and day and night the mind is just only in that there's a time for that there's a time for that in that time all that will carry on but then the heart and mind for Allah Ta'ala the heart and mind the aspiration of the heart and mind must be akhirat how to get closer to Allah Ta'ala what must I do to now cleanse myself to correct myself to get closer to Allah Ta'ala the heart and mind must be ticking in that manner so in any case there's a lesson for us the lesson mashallah we often are engaged in a lot of amal etc the air condition of amal that is now working full full overtime is working sometimes but the air condition of amal is working but we haven't closed our windows we haven't closed our windows so all that cool air is being lost all that nuraniyat all that noor from the amal all that ruhani and that spiritual strength that was coming from it all that is getting drained out we didn't close the windows of our eyes from looking at haram so mashallah the whole tilawat of the Quran Sharif we're doing excessively alhamdulillah khatam upon khatam but the window of the eyes is open so as a result all that noor is getting drained out the window of the ears is open listening to evil window of the tongue is open talking all kinds of things which are not supposed to be spoken everything is getting drained out of all these windows as a result after all the efforts made spiritually in terms of the spiritual strength in terms of that ruhaniyat we're still back where we were rather sometimes many steps backwards already so this is the very very important thing that now to make this effort to bring our gaze under control fahfaz basarak guard your gaze it's the gaze that has a direct impact on the heart now the gaze is going to be misused the heart is going to be contaminated in the Quran Sharif there's numerous places where Allah Ta'ala speaks about the sight the hearing and the heart inna sam'a wal basara wal fu'ad kullu ulaika kana anhu mas'ula insan's inception Allahu akhrajakum min mutuni ummahatikum la ta'alamuna shay'a wa ja'ala lakum sam'a wal absara wal af'idah Allah Ta'ala granted you hearing, granted you sight, and granted you heart, the heart, the faculty of understanding and reasoning. Allah Ta'ala blessed you with this. So now Allah Ta'ala has granted these faculties. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah is going to ask about this. إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُعَادِ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مُسْؤُولًا person is going to be questioned about all this. These are the main things. And the eye, direct link to the heart. What the eye sees, the heart just photographs it. Now the person, that scene is gone, but his heart is still replaying it. And sometimes he's in sajda, and the heart is still replaying the filth. What kind of sajda that will be? And Allah forbid at the time of moth, if the heart is still replaying that, that's going to lock the tongue, Allah save us. So, this is the very important lesson in this, guarding the gaze. Guarding the gaze because the heart, when the heart is contaminated, then it's going to now, everything is going to go haywire. Heart is king. And the king now is corrupted, and everything is going to get corrupted. So the second lesson he gave him, Then the third aspect he mentioned to him, that When you are in salah, guard your heart. In other words, now leave everything outside, outside and put your heart into your salah. Now to start off with, one is putting the heart into salah but the first thing is putting ourselves into salah itself. The five times daily salah 
that must become the priority in our lives. And salah with jama'ah. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala he says that ensure that you perform your salah where the azan is being called out meaning places which have been established for the five daily salah the masajid and places of salah which have been established for the five daily salah and then he says if you leave this and وَصَلَّيْتُمْ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ وَتَرَكْتُمْ مَسَادِدَكُمْ تَرَكْتُمْ سُنَّةَ النَّبِيِّكُمْ that if you leave this out, you start performing your salah in your homes, you don't go to the masjid, then you have left out the way of your Nabi wasallam. This is sunnata nabiyikum, doesn't mean that it's just not on the category of wajib, it's just something low down, whatever. Meaning the way of Nabi Kareem wasallam. And then a very, very important note he makes thereafter, وَلَوْ تَرَكْتُمْ sunnata nabiyikum لَضَلَلْتُمْ you leave out the way of your Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you'll go astray. Now this is linked to performing five daily salah with jama'ah. In other words, that five daily salah with jama'ah has a very very strong impact in keeping a person online. And when that goes, then Allah forbid, the protection is lost. So the five daily salah to start off with in time, in the masjid with jama'ah, so mashallah in the month of Ramadan, the masajid are full. Those who perhaps may not have been performing all their salah with jama'ah before are performing it now. Let us make the intention inshallah this will continue lifelong. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq that no salah ever gets missed out with jama'ah. And unless there is some real valid reason, but we make every effort to perform all our salah with jama'ah in the masjid. And then the effort to make that salah a salah. And this is what the advice he gave, that when you are in your salah, guard your heart. Then put your entire focus and attention in your salah. And connect yourself to Allah Ta'ala. If the salah also we won't connect to Allah Ta'ala, how are we going to connect outside? So the salah, the importance of salah cannot be overemphasized. This is a very, very fundamental command of Allah Ta'ala. After Iman, the most important command. Unfortunately, the salah is not given the importance that it should be given whereas that is the priority in our life in any case to bring the salah alive the fazail amal that entire section on salah we should be reading this reading it at home reading it to ourselves bringing alive the spirit of salah the importance of salah and then the third fourth thing he said to him وَإِذَا كُنْتَ عَلَى الْمَائِدَةَ فَحْفَزْ بَطْنَكَ when you sit down to eat, then watch how you eat, meaning eat to your need. Eat how much you require. Don't overeat, because that overeating creates lethargy. It creates a whole lot of health problems. And a person that in energy for, for ibadat, etc. gets lost, he now is just too tired to do anything. So in any case, that's another whole topic on its own, time is already passing. So the point is that four very, very important and fundamental advices he gave. First one was to guard the tongue, then guard the gaze, guard the heart in salah, and then watch how we eat and how much we eat, to eat according to our needs. After having given these four advices, then he said, I'm giving you two more advices. And these two more advices also like two points each. 
So the two more advices he gave, the first one he said to him, that don't ever, don't ever remember two things. Two things don't ever remember. Don't ever remember your favors to people. And don't ever remember people's ill treatment to you. This is the prescription for peace in life. This is really somebody of that hikmat can, is coming from Luqman alayhi salatu wasalam, whose wisdom and hikmat Allah ta'ala has endorsed in the Quran Sharif. So, this is the prescription for peaceful life. Because dunya is dunya. All kinds of things happen in dunya. But the person who's learnt, number one, he forgets about his favors to people. Because he did it for Allah ta'ala. If he did it for people, then there's another story. But if he did it for Allah ta'ala, he got his reward from Allah ta'ala. So what's the point in reminding somebody else? By that reminder we destroy it. It was better not to do a favor at all, rather than do the favor and then give the person reminders. In a different way, subtly, directly, indirectly, never any other way. That destroys it. That destroys the entire reward of it. So it was better off because that is a haram action. To do the favor was a righteous good deed, but not for us. But to give the reminders after the favor is haram. It was better rather not give the, do the favor than do the haram afterwards. So a person has done the good, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala gave him the reward for it. That is his matter with Allah Ta'ala now. So he should not keep that in mind at all. Forget about it. That's the sign of a person of generosity that as much as he does, he feels I did nothing. And the sign of miserliness, the smallest thing a person does for somebody else and he feels I did him a mountain of a favor. So the bigger hearted a person is, after doing a lot too, he feels I did nothing. It was hardly anything. What was it? Nothing to speak about. So number one, don't remember your favors to people. Forget about it. And number two, don't ever remember people's, forget about people's ill treatment to you. What happened, you're going to keep that baggage on your head, you'll get crushed under its weight. Let bygones be bygones. And that's what keeps the heart light. It keeps everything going smoothly. Otherwise, the person now is just under this weight all the time. His own life becomes miserable. Others are carrying on with life like nothing happened. And he, insan is insan. One day, two days, three days, something will affect him. Sharia also has given us three days as a leeway. But then, we have to learn to get past it. We have to learn to now overcome it and move on. So in any case, he said, these two things don't ever remember. Don't ever remember your favors to people. And don't remember people's ill treatment to you. It happened, you made sabr on that occasion, you got your reward for the sabr. You have already scored in the akhirat. And the barakat of that has already come to you in dunya also. Allah will put it in various ways. So now what's the point in remembering it? You've already got the reward for it. So keep your heart light. Let that be. Says two things don't ever forget. Two aspects don't ever forget. Don't ever forget Allah. And don't ever forget death. Don't ever forget Allah at all times. Ittaqillah haythuma kunt. Fear Allah wherever you may be. In privacy, in public, at home, in the business, on the street, traveling in some foreign country where nobody knows you. Anywhere and everywhere, wherever we are, Allah is watching. Allah is aware. So never forget Allah Ta'ala. Be forever conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And never forget death. Because a person who forgets death, then he'll become reckless.
But if he remembers that, that death could come at any moment, now he'll be careful. What if my moth comes now? What am I going to do then? Do I want to meet Allah Ta'ala in that situation that I'm involved in some haram, some sin, some vice? Person who keeps moth in front of him, this is why in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا Allah is that being who's created death and life to test you now person lives first and dies after having lived his life but Allah Ta'ala mentions death before life الذي خلق الموت والحياة so the point that the Mufassirin highlight in this is that this sequence is apparently we will think it should be the other way around Allah Ta'ala put moth first because that person will live his life correctly who has his moth in front of him. So we are already being reminded, remember death is in front. So live your life correctly. So this is the lesson and the message he gave us as mentioned that these are lessons to take to heart and to bring into our lives to live these lessons. Not just something for the sake of speaking it, for the sake of listening to it. This is a muzakara, it is a reminder, it's a revision. It's for us to now one very important thing after any muzakara for that matter any lesson of deen to take some time later to digest it whatever discussion of deen takes place is like having eaten a meal but after eating it if it didn't digest it's not going to benefit it must digest then that after digestion it will benefit every limb of the body so likewise it requires that discussion to be digested into the heart and mind and what's going to be helping to digest it to take a few minutes to surround and ponder over what was discussed and then how does this fit in my life what am I going to do to make it now part of my life that few minutes of thinking, pondering, reflecting not that we now heard it and forgot about it but to reflect upon it that will help in that spiritual digestion and that makes a person now, some fikr will come in, inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. That's the barakat of that thinking, that pondering, meditating, that some fikr and concern comes. And that drives the person now to do what is necessary. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq that we understand the importance of all these matters and make it a part of our life, make the effort that's required in this regard. Allah Ta'ala, grant us complete Islam and tazkiyah with afiyat. آخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهم لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آبو گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسوں شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ ہے میرے مولا میری مدد کر ہے میرے مولا میری مدد کر ہے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستہ دم آخر ورد زبائیں میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ 
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا لا منتهى له دون مشيتك ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد من السماوات ومن الأرض ومن أما بينهما ومن أما شئت من شيء بعد جزى الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحب الراحمين يا أرحب الراحمين يا أرحب الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحب المساكين 
يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله أصلح لنا شأننا كله أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك الرضا بعد القضاء وبرد العيش بعد الموت ولذة النظر إلى وجهك والشوق إلى لقائك في غير ضراء مضرة ولا فتنة مذلة اللهم زينا بزينة الإيمان اللهم زينا بزينة الإيمان اللهم زينا بزينة الإيمان واجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وعبالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة العين وما تخفي الصدور إنك تعلم خائنة العين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وأصلح ذات بيننا وأصلح ذات بيننا وأصلح ذات بيننا وهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات إلى النور ونجنا من الظلمات إلى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في أسماعنا وأبصارنا وقلوبنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا واتب علينا واتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم واجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مثنين بها قابليها وأتمها علينا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به 
are due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us and the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from such action that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the haram muhabbat from our hearts, Ya Allah. All the evil and filth, Ya Allah. <coughs> Allah, all the illicit love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the love, love and the inclination towards all the filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all this from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill the hearts with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to live his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. From the ways of the enemies of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, their style, their way of life, their dressing, their manner, Ya Allah. You save us from all this, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You grant us all that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Enable us to adopt all that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. The month of Ramadan is fast ticking away, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nafs and shaitan are going to be trying to trap us again, Ya Allah. Shaitan is going to be waiting to capsize us again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only your protection can save us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our progenies to Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Protect the entire Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the beautiful and noble qualities, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with tawazu, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with tawakkul, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with ruju, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with compassion and kindness, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the dirt and filth from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the pride from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the malice and jealousy, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego, Ya Allah. The love of dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the love of all the haram lusts, Ya Allah. The love of all the haram devices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you put the muhabbat of Quran Sharif in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of Salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Grant us the ecstasy of dua, Ya Allah. The ecstasy of zikr, Ya Allah. Put the pleasure of salah in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Keep us forever in your zikr, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Allahumma la tu'minna makrak. Allahumma la tu'minna makrak. Allahumma la tu'minna makrak. Wala tunsina zikrak. ولا تنسنا ذكرك ولا تنسنا ذكرك ولا تهتك عنا سترك ولا تهتك عنا سترك ولا تهتك عنا سترك ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين اللهم لا تجعلنا من الغافلين اللهم لا تجعلنا من الغافلين اللهم اجعلنا من الذاكرين اللهم اجعلنا من الشاكرين اللهم اجعلنا من الصابرين اللهم اجعلنا من المتقين اللهم اجعلنا من المحسنين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الى العالمين يا الله الا يميك الذوز يا الله 
forever obey you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who remain in your obedience, Ya Allah. Those who follow the Mubarak way of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick with them, Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us cure from all our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Grant us cure from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those in any difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyya. Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyya. Wal-mu'afat al-da'ima. والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم أعتق رقابنا من النار اللهم أعتق رقابنا من النار اللهم أعتق رقابنا من النار إله العالمين يا الله الله give us the توفيق of performing our five times salah with جماعة يا الله enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily يا الله enable us to make your zikr all the time يا الله إله العالمين يا الله الله you save us from all the vices and sins يا الله keep us in your obedience يا الله إله العالمين يا الله all the efforts of Deen taking place يا الله out of your grace and mercy accept it يا الله the efforts of the Masajid يا الله the Madaris and Makatib يا الله the effort of Dawat and Tabliq يا الله the efforts of the Khanqas يا الله all the organizations of deen working on haq, ya Allah, accept the efforts of one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make the efforts a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, blow the winds of hidayat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the ishtima to take place, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading throughout the earth, ya Allah. Make it a means of everyone getting connected to you, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant barakat in all the efforts, ya Allah. Provide the means from the ghayb, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Bless us with the beautiful akhlaq of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, bless us with his beautiful mu'amalat and mu'asharat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, you save us from everything that's going to harm our deen and dunya, ya Allah. You protect us, ya Allah. Give us the correct understanding, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, you grant each one's jayas needs, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant each one afiyat in every matter, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, you bless each one's heart with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Allah, connect each one's heart to you, ya Allah. Allah, that's our greatest need, ya Allah. To become yours, ya Allah. That you become ours, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, accept all the amal that have taken place, ya Allah. Accept the atikaf, ya Allah. Accept the fast, ya Allah. Accept the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, ya Allah. Accept the zikr and dua, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all the amal, ya Allah. Throughout the world, whoever has been engaged in amal, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, out of your grace and mercy, accept it, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, this gift of atikaf, you blessed us, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, we haven't appreciated it as it should be, ya Allah. We haven't appreciated Ramadan as it should be, ya Allah. We haven't appreciated the fast as we should, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all your bounties and ni'mats of deen, ya Allah. We haven't applied ourselves as we should, ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. You forgive us, ya Allah. Despite our countless shortcomings, ya Allah. Despite it being totally deficient, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you still bless us, ya Allah. You still accept it out of your grace and mercy, ya Allah. 
all those have made ihsan upon us all who made our khidmat in this atikaf and any time ya Allah Allah you bless each one with every khair and barakat ya Allah grant them the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah grant barakat in their rizq ya Allah grant barakat in their lives ya Allah grant barakat in their families ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah bless them with the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah in this mubarak month ya Allah whatever time is left ya Allah enable us to use it correctly ya Allah enable us to use it in a way that you become pleased ya Allah Allah grant us your maghfirat ya Allah Allah grant us your maghfirat ya Allah grant us your maghfirat ya Allah ilahul alamin keep grant us istiqamatun deen ya Allah istiqamatun deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah whatever we have asked for ya Allah out of your grace and mercy bless us with it ya Allah but we should have been asking for ya Allah grant us that as well ya Allah اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم واتب علينا واتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين